Blue Wire. What up, Snapback fam? Welcome to episode 31 of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we're previewing NFL Week 4, a little Abe and Jack power rankings. Melvin Gordon is back and reporting to Chargers team practice and much, much more on this episode. So let's get it. Down goes Frazier! Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! Curry, way down top! Bang! Bang! Gives it to Jenkins for the championship! What up, fam? It's your host, Jack Settleman from Snapback Sports on Snapchat, a 1 million following page. Joining me is my co-host and longtime best friend and Thursday night extraordinaire, Abe Granoff. Abe. Thursday, all day, baby. Not even at night when the Eagles play. We got Melvin coming to practice tomorrow, helping out my 0-3 fantasy team. God knows I need it. And then right up to Thursday night, baby. I mean, t- tomorrow is a big, big day before we get into NFL predicted, I just think we should put in perspective what we have so far in the NFL season. And that's three weeks, less than a quarter of the NFL season down. Looking back to just last year, the Miami Dolphins were 3-0. and The New England Patriots, who would go on to win the Super Bowl, 1-2. and Another team, Houston Texans 0-3, would go on to win their division. Another team, the Los Angeles Chargers 1-2, and would go on to win 12-plus games. Um, so. While we've learned a lot so far this season, we need to potentially slow our roll. I know you like to pin me as the early call guy. Yes, the you, you the, Browns the Browns are still dead. Go Don't ahead. get it twisted. And Mitchell Trubisky sucks, and he will suck. Maybe, maybe, all right. Maybe, maybe the if the Browns are dead, then they might be zombies. That's fine. But one thing we know that will not change is Mitchell Trubisky will not be good by game three, four, five, or sixteen. Yeah, I mean. This this Mitch Trubisky Monday night game was so classic. Just looked very Mitch Trubisky-like in the first two games. Then when the national spotlight's on him, he goes out there and plays well. He plays against a shitty Washington Redskins team and has a ball in his own territory every time down because the defense is forcing He threw a touchdown Can't pass wait for from Mitch. the two-yard line, and I've never seen a guy look so nervous in my life. There was another clip that dropped. I posted my story of Matt Nagy to tell, telling Trubisky to STFU. Uh, is there a little controversy in Chicago? No, but we want to no, stir some. I just think Mitch is Nagy, Nagy's daddy. Yeah, he is. Um, all right, let's hop into NFL Predicted. Obviously, game one that we want to hear a prediction for. Eagles at Packers in Lambeau Field, Thursday night football. Eagles 1-2, and two, Pack 3-0. and oh. Abe, I'll let you take the floor. Okay, so you, you're asking me to tell you why the Eagles are going to win, right? That's correct. Okay, so the Eagles the past three years under Doug Peterson have played Thursday night every year. 3-0 and oh so far. Last week, Last year, we blew out the Giants on the road. I get they were really bad at the time, but they, we, were we were coming off together. A, yeah, we were there. Um, we were there. We were coming off a tough Minnesota loss at home, similar to what we just had with the Lions. But aside from last year, this year, I know people are saying the Packers are 3-0, but let's look at what, what the Packers have done. Um, they for, The big storyline with them is they forced these eight turnovers so far, and the, the new-look defense is really uh, living up to par. Well, not really. They have eight takeaways against Joe Flacco, 
um, our boy Mitch, and Kirk Cousins on the road. And if you know me, those are pretty much my bottom bottom three quarterbacks of who I love to rag on the most in the NFL. So that's number one. Number two, I know we are, we're hurt. Deshaun Jackson, not going to play, but we're getting Alshon back. Should help the offense. Last week, I know we lost to Detroit at home, but it's just a lot of shooting yourself in the foot. I think we lost to ourselves twice more than the Lions and the Falcons beat us. And, hey, man, you don't have three offensive pass interferences in one game, seven drop balls. Carson's still playing very well despite being one and two. I just think it's going to be an ugly game tomorrow. I like the under in that game. But I don't know. I'm not sold on the Packers yet, and you know I can't pick against my Eagles. All right, so what's the official score prediction? Uh, I think it's going to be a low-scoring first half, kind of boring, kind of Thursday night football-y like usual. And then I think these offenses explode in the second half. Uh, let's go 23-20 Eagles, Jake Elliott, game-winning field goal. So I'm happy that the most prepared for the pod you've ever been was for your big NFL predicted segment. I appreciate that. I, 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 re- I resent that, but continue. <laughs> Um, one thing you didn't mention, Aaron Rodgers career low through three games, 647 passing yards. That's a little under 220 a game. This is the thing. I've been saying Rodgers looks horrible. You keep defending him going to bat. No, you got the wrong guy. <laughs> but tomorrow night, you're gonna need it. So hey, listen, we're we're very hurt on the defensive side on all fronts, honestly. We're the one of the most hurt teams in the NFL. We lost Ronald Darby. We all know how he's been getting bullied by every quarterback. But I did see a tweet today that since we've had Ronald Darby, since we've traded for him, I forget where we got him from, but we're 12-3 and when he doesn't start. So he's not playing tomorrow. <laughs> that's, that's a good number. We're getting Alshon back. That should help. He's going to be a full go. And I don't, I don't think I – see. I think you see us correct these mistakes that we're shooting ourselves in the foot with. I really do think that you guys can win the game. I'm obviously not going to pick you because Green Bay's 3-0 at home, so I'm just going to ride with them. I'm going to go. I think it is a close one. I'm going to flip that, 23-20 Green Bay. Um, Rodgers at home is actually just a different animal than he is anywhere else. That's kind of the one thing. He goes and looks at your yeah, secondary. Yeah, yes and no. Like you're telling him, you're telling us that he's been kind of off this year. Like, yeah, he had the, the um, Packers were up 21-0 at the end of the first quarter at home against – Minnesota, but I don't think they scored another point the entire game. Like that offense got hot in one quarter at home, and then and then these, they faced. These out. have been my points for the past three podcasts, and and all you're calling me, it, or for the past three weeks, and all you're calling me is you say stuff. It's too no, early. No, 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 no. It, no, it been, is. No, I'm saying okay because we were discussing whether or not I think Green Bay can go and win a playoff game. Like I, I, they're one of those middle tier teams. That was a conversation. Now we're talking about one game this week against my team? Come on. <laughs> then then you flip it. That makes sense, obviously. Um, if the game was in Philly, I would be picking Philly. It's in Green Bay. I'll ride with Green Bay at home. But if the Eagles fall to 1-3, and three, there's another very big game in the division. Dallas at New Orleans. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, really emotional moment of him in the locker room talking about how special the win was, how special it is to be on the field. Almost two years without obviously accomplishing a win as a starting quarterback because of his nasty injury. So that was cool. But is Dallas going to go to 4 0? Because a three game lead, I know we said don't call it after three games, but after week four, there's a three game lead. 
Could that be the end of the NFC East? No, I mean, East? It, it's very – if the Packers – if the Cow- – not the – you've got me on the Packers now. If the Cowboys go 4-0 and we <laughs> drop to 1-3, first of all, that's not going to happen. I'm just letting you know right now. Um, so you're picking, picking New, New Orleans? Orleans? I, I think this is going to be – I think Dallas okay. can still win. I think the winner of our division has to win. I think it's going to take 11-5, and five, honestly. Uh, so Yeah, I agree. I mean, the thing about Dallas's schedule, they've opened up with the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. So we have that that tail end of the schedule at the end of the year. We're going to go through a few weeks uh, in the next few. I know we got Chicago, Buffalo, um, Dallas, and we're banged up. But they have that stretch at the end where they're playing the Vikings, Lions, Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles, like in a row. So I think this is Dallas's wake-up call. I still think they can win 10 games, but they've played the Giants, Skins, and the Dolphins, whereas the Saints have a good win against Seattle on the road. That's a good win. I know you're, you hate Seattle, even though you'll deny it, but like that's still a good win going across the country and winning with your backup quarterback. So they're going back home, Bridgewater at home, in the Dome. I'm not picking against the Saints, just like you're not picking against the Pack uh, at home. All right, so what's your score prediction for that game? Uh, I think that game is we're looking at more at like 30 to 20 New Orleans. 30 to 20. That's pretty sizable. Yeah. Okay. I, I, uh, I don't think it'll be that good of a game. There's much to be clear about on the Dallas front. I don't believe they've beaten anyone important, anyone good. Uh, they even struggle for a half against the Dolphins, which is something I can't say about my own Ravens. Um, but I think this is a statement game for Dallas. I think they come out. You saw Ted, Teddy Bridgewater's passing chart. It was all check downs. There was barely one throw that went past 10 yards that was completed. I think Dallas game plans against that. He, they make Teddy make those throws that I don't think he can make. You shut down Michael Thomas, and then you just spy the heck out of Kamara, and I think you can come out of there with a win. So I'm going Dallas 27, New Orleans 23. I think it'll be close. Think yeah. about this. Think about this. If Dallas yeah. loses this week and the Eagles win, and the Eagles win, um, Dallas will be three and t- uh, one. The two Eagles will two. be mm-hmm. two and two. And then Dallas is going home to play Green Bay, and we're going home to play the Jets. So at the after after in the next two weeks, we could be tied for the division. Absolutely. Very easily. That's why it's you know it's a huge week three. Um, so snapback live experience, I will be going Sunday. Um, I think my mother may have hooked me up with some field passes for the pregame. So so we'll get the baby goat up close in person. I actually requested Brown's field passes, uh, but we don't have access to those because I wanted to see (laughs) OBJ's Richard Milley watch pregame. Uh, and I wanted to make fun of Baker Mayfield. No, he he didn't care for it. He didn't wear it when he was lining up with the keep to leave. I know. And you saw that? He did not wear it last week against the Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll be there. Another huge division. We might actually have we might actually have two. We might actually have two snapback experiences in a row. I think I might be going to uh the link for the Jets game next week. Ew. I don't know. Would, would anyone want to see that? It's the Jets. <laughs> They're so bad. Like I've thought, obviously, because I'm in New York about Thanks. going, but it's like they're not even entertaining. They're miserable. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, but the Eagles are, and we got the Eagles fans are entertaining themselves. True. I mean, they're catching babies and saying, 
not dropping him like oh Aguilar. My God. That is the absolute clip of the week. Um, Nelson Aguilar getting shot. 100%. And he invited the guy to the game. So he'll be there, uh, I guess, for the Jets game. So here, how about this? If you do go to that game. I saw, I did see a tweet about that. I did see a tweet. Yeah, Aguilar I did see a tweet the about game. the Aguilar thing. It was like, what would, what would KD do? What would KD have done in that situation? Oof. Just snapped on the that's guy, a, right? That's a really good question. KD. You got to think about it. Like, Aguilar's being mature about it. KD would snap on this I guy think it has, who just caught babies it has to do with from a burning building. Aguilar's PR person is very smart because he didn't tweet that. And KD, because he thinks he can clap back at everyone, doesn't have a PR person. <laughs> He'd be crying about that. Another, another snapback. Did you see the Rex Ryan Baker Mayfield little little dingo? Yeah, I mean, I think Baker was spot on. Like, who's Rex Ryan to say something? Like, he, he's out of the league. Completely disagree. Of course you do because the you're a division quarterback. No, well, first of all, the Browns are dead. Second <laughs> of all, Baker Baker answers the question like this. He says, "It's whatever." Okay. That, to me, sounds like a leader, sounds like a really good quarterback, a guy who, you know, they're not playing very well. He's not playing very well. He's about to just be like, oh, get off your high horse. Get off your high horse. And then and then he quotes his coach, Freddie Kitchens. uh, If you're not a Brown, I don't really care about your opinion. Also, a perfect answer. And then he has to take a dig. At Rex Ryan. Like, if Rex Ryan's getting in your head, what's going to happen every time you go to an away stadium? You have 70,000 fans screaming in your face, and you have quarter and you have linebackers hitting you in the mouth. Like, guess, Rex Ryan we'll should be the least of your concerns. I mean, I guess we'll find out this weekend. You sound a little nervous. Uh, I am a little nervous because I think Cleveland can easily beat us. They just, for whatever reason, we're 11-1 and against them at home in the hardball era, but they're obviously a different team. That doesn't uh, but count. they always play us tough. And Lamar didn't look great last week, so uh, we'll still win against real against real competition. We'll still. I mean, we lost by five on the road to the best team in the AFC. Anyways, um, a loss is a loss, my friend. We will predict this game. I'm going Ravens twenty three, Browns twenty. I like I like Justin Tucker to hit the game winning field goal. Lamar's first career game winning drive. Dare dare I? Dare I predict the Ravens score under 20 again? Uh, we could <laughs> score under 20 on Sunday. Not against the Chiefs, though. Not against the third-worst defense in the league. I'm going Browns 26, Ravens 21. So, like, do you genuinely believe we're going to lose on Sunday, or is that one of your biases? I speak with no bias. <laughs> well, you've said in the past you do. So you also said you would admit when it's bias and when it's not. So I just need to know for the people if you are picking um, the Browns. Yeah, I mean, I keep getting caught up in this uh, this Browns bubble. I don't know. I wasn't all in on the Browns, but I just think that now they're getting a lot of hate, and I kind of want to ride for them. I mean, I'm yeah. an Odell guy. I'm a Baker guy. Oh. Um. Freddie Kitchens is an issue, but you know what? I'm sticking with it. I think the Browns actually win. I don't think you guys are that good, honestly. I think you've benefited from an easy schedule so far, and and we'll see. But I think it's definitely going to be a good game for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if either team wins. That is the lamest. I hope the people (laughs) listening right now are like, fuck Abe for that cop-out shit. 
I hope it's a good game. Well, it'll be on my Snapchat. So no, I don't. I don't care if it's a good game. We'll be watching it probably. It's just uh, it's what I think. I hope you get. Uh, are you working Sunday? Of course. I'm calling into your manager, telling him to put you on Browns Ravens. Uh, I don't know why. I might be on that game actually. <laughs> there you go. So you will be watching, and there you go. Um. All right. Next thing is Melvin Gordon is reported. Oh yeah. Is reportedly. Uh, returning to the team on Thursday or Friday. He's not eligible. I don't know if he's not eligible. I think he actually is eligible to play. Uh, why why do you have to waste his body against Miami? If he reports, he'll, get his, okay. he'll get his weekly check. And then why does he have to waste his body against Miami? Right. So he's coming back potentially week five. I believe they're against the Broncos. Um, let's talk Chargers because they're one and two and they have looked very unimpressive. Another home loss. And then let's talk some fantasy implications. I'm sure we're going to have questions on what to do with the Ecklers of the world, Keenan Allen, et cetera. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers are really good. I'm telling you, once they get healthy, they're getting Melvin back. Um, They'll get Derwin James back. And sneakily, Keenan Allen has been far and beyond the best receiver in football this year so far. I mean, he had 13 receptions for 130 yards and two touchdowns last week. He's being targeted by far the most with like upwards of 40 targets within the first three weeks. And you and I say it the most, like the better the run game, the better the pass game. And Melvin Gordon's a clear upgrade to Austin Eckler. If they can get right on the defensive side of the ball um, and be the benefit of playing a couple not great teams like the Dolphins this week, the Broncos next week, the Steelers, the Titans, the Bears, the Raiders, like – I think the Chargers are, are in that position where they won't win the division again, but they'll be a 10 or 11 win wild card seed. Okay. For sure. I'm actually in complete disagreement. I know this how, might be shocking how, to our how, listeners. How in the world does, does Melvin Gordon not make them better? How, how can you spin uh, this? Well, that wasn't your point. Well, do you want yes, me to is. spin why Melvin Gordon doesn't make them better? Go ahead. Well, first off, I was in the belief that the Chargers would have a very similar year to last year. I was on the same page as you. And then they lost at home to Houston. I think they're they're, so you know, there's always going to be huh? – yeah, they are. But, like, Derwin's not ba- – it's not like Derwin's back next week. He's back halfway through. And they have a lot of key injuries that aren't necessarily a week-to-week thing. Um, I'm in the belief that they're one of the teams that's going to drop out from the playoffs last year. Like, every year, one or two teams – change out so you kind of got to see that coming i'm in the belief that they're one of them and i'm just rivers is trending down uh melvin gordon is not a huge upgrade eckler's been amazing for them eckler's been playing very he's, solid but you cannot say melvin gordon who's one of the elite three down backs in this league who ran for a thousand eleven hundred yards two years ago almost 900 yards in just 12 games last year with Four receiving touchdowns each in the past two years, and ten touchdowns rushing last year and eight the year before. Like the guy's a touchdown machine. He's getting you double digit touchdowns and close to two thousand yards every season. Um, I actually can say it. Here's my logic: Eckler is the most evasive <laughs> back per touch in the league currently, and over the last two years, uh, Melvin Gordon ranks among the the last of of the group. Uh, 
the reason that he's thought so highly of is because of his touchdowns. And essentially what I saw someone say was, you know, Melvin Gordon's really good at convincing coach to give him the ball on the goal line. Obviously he gets it in, but that's not anything to convince me that it's going to take the team to the next level. You're not going from somewhere like a no name, like a Wayne Gallman to Saquon difference can actually cost you a game or two. A Melvin Gordon to Eckler costs you literally. Yeah, I mean, he's, he, how, I don't understand how you can say that. Melvin Gordon's a guy who's going to get you five yards per carry, where Eckler's getting you what four, maybe. And they still do have Eckler. That's the thing. It's not like Eckler sits down on the bench. Like Eckler's got to play. That only makes him that, that much well, better. Well, that's my point. It's, but it's not that much of a boost to make me think any. Different. I think you add a threat like Melvin Gordon to an offense that already has what has been so far the best receiver in football, and that offense only gets extremely better, and they get healthy on the defensive side of the ball, and I think this team gets rolling. Um, All right, so we feel differently about the Chargers, which I'm okay with. I'm right, you're wrong, but continue. (laughs) Um, All right, should we power rank? So this is the first time we're going to do it on the pod. We're thinking Thursdays. We'll do power rankings entering the new week, so entering week four. And then Monday, if any movement happened across the league. And I just want to be clear. This isn't a power ranking based on, okay, the Niners are 3-0. and Therefore, they have to be above a 2-1 and team. It's who we think are the best five teams in the league in order. Week Let's by do week. it. Let's do it. Okay with that? There will be no bias included in this. All right. My power rankings... My power rankings, number one, the Chicago Bears. (laughs) (laughs) You want me to go? Um, Number one, though. You want uh, me to go? Number one. No, I'll go. Number one for me is, and I know this is obviously going to be highly debated, is the Chiefs. I genuinely believe they're the best team in the league, meaning if I were to pick a team, and you've put anyone on the other side of the ball, I think that it's going to be the Chiefs who are going to win that game. Their defense isn't whoa, whoa, whoa. there yet. Okay, their so you've gone from game. A, they're a bottom three defense in the league, and you're telling me their defense is trash yes. to their defense isn't there yes. yet. You've, you've done that in 48 yes. hours and just you so you can know what? curve these power rankings so a team that beat the Ravens is considered the number one team in football. No. I see exactly what you just did. No, no, no. I'll tell you why it isn't there yet. Because they have not completed the trade for Jalen Ramsey. And this is completely contingent. No, we're, Jack, we're power ranking I, on we're power ranking I, on today's Wednesday. The pot will drop tomorrow on Wednesday, okay. September twenty fifth. We're not pod we're not podcasting with Jalen Ramsey on the Chiefs. Okay, and I still would take the <laughs> So you I would right, still so, take so you're the back Chiefs. you're backing away from your contingency. It wasn't contingency. I'm saying I think they get Ramsey, which will cement them as the best team in the league. I think you go to Arrowhead today, and I think they can beat the Patriots. Uh, Number two is the Patriots. Their defense has been stupid. They haven't let up a touchdown since the second half of the AFC Championship last game or last year. Uh, Number three, three and oh Rams. This one, I actually don't feel in my gut. It's more of just a respect play, and I know we said we're not really going to do that, but they're 3-0. Aaron Donald's a freaking animal. They went to the Super Bowl, and I think they're the best team in the NFC, so I have them at 3-0, but, like, man, Jared Goff is a 
is a pretty version of Mitch Trubisky, and Sean McVay is a pretty version of Matt Nagy. Am I wrong on that? I think I think you're a little wrong on the on the McVay side, but I think you have surfer Mitch Trubisky down to a T. <laughs> surfer Mitch. Oh my surfer God, we Mitch. need that merch. That's <laughs> that's really quality from you, Abe. I'm proud of you. Surfer Mitch. Um, number four, I'm going with the Ravens. I think we're going to fix the defense, and I think we can – this is what we do. We get to the playoffs, and we can run the ball, and we can play defense, and we have a coach with a ton you don't of experience. Win, you don't win in the NFL nowadays by just running the ball, Jack. I'm sorry. It just, it's just I, not no, how I'm not it works. saying you do. We can throw the ball, but I'm saying you get to the – once you're in the playoffs, it's something that you really want to be able to do, like, especially against a team like the Chiefs. Um, and then you have to factor in – the fact that out of all the teams in the NFL, we have the Patriots numbered the best. So I think that's a huge factor. Uh, number four. Joe Flacco had the Patriots well, number the best. What has Lamar well, Jackson done against against the Patriots? It's more of a hardball thing because Flacco threw like – they, they gave him a Kirk Cousins game once that he won. He had like 10 passes and we beat him by two touchdowns. Um, and then number five, the Cowboys in your division, I think – Kellen Moore's been spectacular calling plays, and their defense is really strong. They have Zeke. The one thing they don't have for playoff time is that coach because Garrett's a joke. So those are my top five. Chiefs, Pats, Rams, Ravens, Cowboys. All right. I'm going to go Pats number one. Uh, Just because of what you said, their defense might be the best it's been in years. Uh, They're still just as strong on the offensive side of the ball. Obviously, they've been the beneficiary of an easy schedule so far. Uh, but I think blowing out the Steelers was a big statement week one, even though we didn't know that the Steelers would be as shitty as they are now. But it's Belichick, it's Brady. Um, like you said, they have the one up on the Patriots, on the Chiefs, on the defensive side of the ball. And I don't think there's a chance in hell Mahomes can go into Gillette, whereas I think Brady can go into Arrowhead and win a game. So I'm going Patriots one, Chiefs two. Just They're right there. The AFC Championship's already locked up. Um, I agree with the Rams three and you said it was your gut, but I actually think it's a talent thing. And I'm one who is a big believer in Sean McVay and thinks he's a really good coach. Uh, not against Doug Peterson though. He's not great in that respect, but (laughs) no, I think it's, we're like two and one against Doug Peterson's like two and one against McVay, but, or maybe three and I don't know. Anyway, Rams three, I just think they're so strong on the defensive side. And maybe Goff isn't – or Surfer Mitch, sorry. I'm going to trademark that, by the way. So yeah, you're not sure. – you're not – no, I, me, me. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm going to get the shirts made. So if you want a shirt, well, let, well, me, our people let be, me be a part of it. Our people will be in touch. This is a business. Not This is a podcast, <laughs> not a business meeting right now. But um, the Rams three, yeah, I think they're really strong. Surfer Mitch is just a puppet for McVay, and it's working. I mean, their receiving core is the real deal uh, with Cup – Cooks and uh, Robert Woods. Robert Woods. It's kind of weird what they're doing with Gurley, though. But whatever it is, it's working, um, even though they're not as strong as they were last year. Four and five is where I ran into some issues. And it had me thinking about back to last episode when you were ranting about how the NFL is just not that good. (laughs) (laughs) Are we in Um, agreement? I think we're in agreement solely for the reason because you're literally trying to rip my teeth out by making me put the Cowboys four. Um, but I guess after the first three weeks, 
they've also been the beneficiary of a very easy schedule with yeah. with the Redskins, the Giants, and the Dolphins. Um, so I gave the Pats one. I gave them a pass on the schedule. So you'll hear my unbias. I'm going to go with Dallas four. We'll see this weekend if they're the real deal or not. I don't think they'll come to play, and I think the Saints will win. Uh, number five, is it too biased to put my Eagles in? I, I have a reason. I This is what I would say. I would say I, I have happy, a reason. This is what I would say. Hold on. I'm happy that you went Cowboys at four because it showed the true unbiased. <laughs> I think the Eagles are still a really good team, and they will be over the course of this season. I don't think the Eagles are dead quite like the Browns. But – to put them in at number five, like you said, we're doing the power rankings uh, today. All right. There's all right, really no that. explanation for them being five. No, you're right. You're right. There's no explanation for them being five other than they've only lost. They haven't lost yet. They've just beaten themselves twice. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know what? Who's five right now? The Colts, for sure. Wow. I, th- I think Brissett is balling, by the way. he's Wow. He is playing very solid. I'm bringing up his numbers right now, but – I mean, their offensive line, their defensive line, they're, they are just so solid and they get the job done. Nothing's flashy. They have the weapons with Mac and um, T.Y. And Brissett's good enough. He was good enough in the Patriots system. Uh, Frank Reich is a great coach. The Eagles are missing him. But look, Brissett's completing 72% of his passes, uh, almost seven, 650 yards and seven touchdowns and one interception. Like, you can't say the Colts haven't been impressive so far. Um, I, they've been extremely impressive. People were really high on Brissett and said, don't, don't just cause luck left. Obviously luck is a better quarterback, but just cause luck left doesn't mean they were going to fall apart. But the Colts, <laughs> I mean, I'm not even disagreeing. I am disagreeing, but what do you think about these other teams that you're there for passing up three and O bills, three and O Packers, three and O bills, three and O bills is a, uh, they haven't earned my respect yet because they're the Buffalo okay. bills. Um, what about three and O Packers though? Uh, they're not there because they're playing the Eagles tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then two and one Saints. Two and one Saints. If they had Breeze, they'd be probably ahead of the Rams. Right. Oh, ahead of the Rams. Really? I think they'd be ahead of the Rams if they had Breeze. I I'm still in shock. I'm not. Obviously, the pass interference cost them, but Surfer Mitch going into New Orleans, I thought was a four. A surefire loss last year, and he won the NFC Championship, which that gave me a lot yeah, more Jack. respect for. He, he didn't win the NFC Championship. I mean, listen, they they won. Speaking of which, I cannot wait for the day that this pass interference rule of you can review it comes back to bite the Saints in the ass again, <laughs> because this rule has been so annoying, dragging out games. It's because when you slow down contact. Like, it makes it look way more embellished than what happened in real life. It's just natural contact. So when you keep slowing it down, it's just penalties after penalties. I cannot wait until this screws the Saints over again and all their crying, bitching fans just because it has been so brutal. In fairness, though, like, think about that penalty or that non-penalty. Like, that is the most brutal non-call, like, Ever. Like, that is the difference between being in a Super Bowl and not. Yeah, I mean. You would be the same way, and you know. I'm not saying they Am I crazy, to, am I crazy to say that that was to go into overtime? You are crazy. That that was because they 
uh, because they didn't get – they would have been first and goal from the one, and I think they needed – No, sorry, they, the happened. final score was 26-23 Rams. Right, and they had to kick a field goal, and then the Rams came down and kicked a field goal and tied it. If they if they're on the one, they get to knee out the clock and kick a field goal as time expires. Oh, you're right. You're the, right. You're right. But yeah, bottom line is I can't wait because this rule sucks, and the Saints were <laughs> the crying. But it's gonna come back to bite them in the ass, and I can't wait. No but not doubt. this week. All not right. this week against Dallas. We're gonna talk uh, best division in the NFL and close up shop after the break. First, a few of us on the show use Harry's Razors. If you visit their website, you can check out all their different shave sets and face care products. Join the 10 million people who have joined Harry's at harrys.com backslash blue wire. Uh, really good razors, $2 a blade, refund if you don't like it. You've heard the whole spiel before. Really solid. I use them. Abe uses them. Harry's.com backslash blue wire for all your shaving needs. Beautiful. I got to shave actually myself. I got to get my Harry's. But... After Sunday, at the end of a hard week, it's great to sit down, take some time off, and watch some football. Game-winning touchdowns on two-minute drives, running backs racing down the sidelines with no one to stop them. There's nothing else like the NFL. And there's no better way to make the games even more exciting than to bet on them. So do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag. No one gives you more ways to win than they do. MyBookie's got fast, the fastest payouts and better lines than any other sportsbook. Don't forget, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. And mybookie.ag is the best in the business. It's where I play, and it's where you should too. Listen, I wouldn't be telling you guys to bet with them if they weren't the best. We're snapbacks now. That's not how that works. Do the smart thing. If you're going to bet on football this season, bet with mybookie. If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now, and mybookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to activate that offer. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. And you know what? While we're on the subject of mybookie, let's talk our weekly parlay, Jack. You got to step it up this week. Yeah, I do. Uh, This is the thing with the parlay, and we're a team. And I know you're trying to beat me, but we should be working together collaboratively. We need to go four for four, so it doesn't matter. But I don't think I've... I've gotten a pick right, but um, <laughs> I'm, I'm no, I have gotten one. I'm going with absolute disgusting picks this week. Uh, they're going to be my two. Denver at home minus three against Gardner Minshew, the legend uh, at home. And then my other pick is the Giants. Danny Dimes. This one I don't hate as much. Obviously, missing Saquon is tough. Giants minus three at home over the. The, the skins deep. Can we just establish one thing? You said the skins defense was good, sneakily good, and you were just kind of na- you were naming that based off of their big players. Yeah, I had. The skins I, defense oh no, they're trash. playing like tr- absolute trash. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Yeah, they're garbage. Um, all right. I, I don't mind the. Uh, I like the Denver pick, but I hate betting against Garter because he's just a fucking beast. But yeah. um, I'm cool with the Redskins over the Giants losing, so I'm cool with that. I'm going to go with pick number one, number three in the power rankings, the Rams minus 10 at home against Tampa Bay. Uh, Jameis Winston traveling across country, say less. <laughs> For my second pick, I am going to go with the under. We've, we haven't done over-unders yet, but you got to sprinkle it in when you see a winner, and I see a winner here. I'm going with the under 42.5 total points in the Patriots-Bills game. 
two very strong defenses. Though I'm not sold on the Bills' offense, I am sold on their defense for sure. And the Pats, the Pats. I think the Pats win this game easily, but it may look a little ugly at first. I'm thinking something like a 24-10 Pats, somewhere like that. But no matter what the okay. score is, under 42 and a half and minus 10 yep. the Rams. 42 nothing Bills works as well. Yep, I have a good math, Jack. Uh, so <laughs> Giants minus three, Broncos minus three, Rams minus 10, and under 42 and a half in Pats Bills. If we get rich, you guys get rich with a giveaway. So root for the parlay. Um, I, as you were talking about that, I started to think, right? Because it's not like we're hating on the Bills. We're just not giving them love. It's not you like have we're to, You have to earn Niners. respect in the NFL. I'm sorry. Right. And they've been so, so trash for so many years. So it's weird to see them. So, like, so, you're afraid. It's like uh, – Hold on. It's like taking your so ex back. Me, so let me get to my point. I don't know if that's analogy. So we're not a fan of the Pats and Bills. Other decent teams in the in the standings, Bears and Seahawks, not a huge fan. I am a fan. Not I am a, huge... a fan of the Seahawks, by the way. Okay. You can put me on that. Not a fan of the Packers. Like, do we like any teams I'm besides a... our own? I think the Chiefs are the best team in the league. I'm a huge fan of them. Like, in agreement, do we think there's a really good team in the league that's not the Patriots? I said it, man. I think the Chargers are really good. And I think okay. they're going to show and it down the And obviously the Bills. I mean, the, the Colts. I mean, like we said, this is, brings it back to the parity. Like, there's no clear cut. Like, you don't really like a single NFC team, Jack. Like, look at the NFC. That's correct. Look at the NFC. I think the NFC is really it's, weak. No, it's just way up for grabs. There's no, like, there's sure. no team above and beyond, which makes it very entertaining. Like, you could see the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Rams. Uh, can you see anyone from the North coming out of the NFC? Uh yeah, I, I picked the Packers okay. to go to the Super Bowl. And you can see the Saints. So you can see at least one team out of every team, out of every division coming out of that conference. Like that's what makes the NFC I'm not saying it's bad, it's just competitive and they can yeah. beat or lose to anyone. I think you just twisted a negative way because the Chiefs and the Pats are so head and beyond better than probably the rest of the NFL. But it, it doesn't mean that everyone else thinks. There's just these teams that are finally good after They've been bad for a few years, like the Bills, like the Browns, but we're afraid to trust, and trust issues are okay. And the Niners. Um, well, that's the conversation is like, is whoever comes out of the NFC, obviously it's one game, but like, is there any team in the NFC? I would say for me, it's probably the Saints with the healthy breeze that could come out and compete against the Patriots or the Chiefs. Jack, that ever since the Eagles won the Super Bowl, Nothing surprises me. I'm telling you that for the sense that it's literally one single game at the end of the year. And the Eagles did it with against all odds with a backup quarterback and a very, very injured team. Anything can happen in one game of football. Obviously, the Patriots and the Chiefs are going to be favorited, and rightfully so, and they're probably better. But nothing in the NFL shocks me in one game. What if Mitchell Trubisky through eight downfield passes and they were all completed. I don't believe in witchcraft, um, though, I, <laughs> though I do believe in parody. All right. The final thing we're going to discuss is the best division in the NFL. There was a statistic posted that the NFC North, our favorite division to speak about, is undefeated 
outside of their own division. So obviously they can't be undefeated. The Bears played against the Packers and the Vikings lost to the Packers. But outside of it, they're 7-0-1. Lions tied at the Cardinals, which is, I mean, they're going to regret that looking back. But are they the best division in the NFL? Yeah, they are. Uh, solely because they're the most competitive amongst each other. Like, look at it. They're the only team in the NFL with every every team in the division. Every division, sorry. Let me start that over. <laughs> They're the only division in the NFL with every team in that division currently over 500. Uh, there's only two other divisions, the AFC East, which has the Pats and the Bills, and the AFC South that has two teams over 500. Oh, the West does too. They have three. But the North has all four teams. Um, and like I said, I just – though I don't believe in Trubisky in the long run and the Bears – they're still a team that can beat any team in the NFL on any given Sunday because how strong that defense is. The Vikings at home are a whole different story than they are on the road. Their defense is strong. They have the weapons. And inevitably, Kirk Cousins is their Achilles heel. Uh, the Lions are solid on defense, and Stafford can win against any team. And Aaron Rodgers is in the, on the Packers. So, like, they have guys who can win on any given Sunday, but – I don't think any of them, aside from the Packers, have a chance to come out of the NFC. They're the cutest division in the NFL. Are they the best, though? I think that's that's what we have to be clear about. I think they are the best because I don't think you can put two of them up against each other on any given Sunday and not see a way that either team wins home or away. You know what I mean? Whereas if you look yeah. to a division like the NFC West and you see the Rams are playing the Cardinals, you know probably the Rams are going to win. But it wouldn't shock right. you if the Lions, if the Bear Lions are playing the Packers and the Lions won or the Packers won. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, I think that one thing I want to be clear with, because obviously when I'm trolling the Bears, whether it's on here or on my Snap story, is that I think the Bears are actually really good. Like their, their defense, defense is, is unbelievable. One of the best. It's but it's not even unbelievable. It's literally one of the best defenses I've ever seen in my life like it's disruptive they are taking the ball away constantly they're never getting beat they win all their man-to-man matchups and then their skill players are solid montgomery solid Tariq cohen solid Nagy's a great head coach uh the wide receivers get the job done it's really just a trolling of like mitch and that when it comes time to go to the playoffs what do you guys beat them what'd you score last year 15 14 or something like that right like if you can't put up 17 points in a home playoff game you can't that's win thing. that's where we disagree where we disagree on the bears i think though mitch is really bad as an nfl quarterback his weapons aren't that great i'm being honest i don't think david I, montgomery has lived up to the hype uh Nagy's not that great of a coach. I mean, this offense can't get it together. Chuck Pagano is the one who's manning the D now, now that uh, Fangio, but I don't like Nagy as a play caller. I don't think Allen Robinson as your number one threat is good enough in the NFL. And that's, I think it's more of a offense as a whole rather than just Trubisky, but their defense is what's going to win them ball games. And that's how they I think- can win them nine, 10 games. Right. I don't think they will. I, I think they'll finish 8-8 eight and eight because they're in a division that's going to beat up on each other. Um, I think they probably are the best division in football. They're also the cutest. Um, another one that's very competitive is the AFC yep, yep, South. Totally agree on that. Texans, your Colts, Titans, Jags. I mean, that's just the week to week. There is going to be the most 
overreaction and movement among those standings. Like, you know, the Texans will lose a really bad game and the Jags will go and win somewhere stupid. And like, that's just going to be crazy to follow throughout the season. I, I might have to take back my Colts and put in the Texans in my fifth power rankings, Ooh. if that's cool. With, I like if, the Colts one though. That was okay. Cold. But just let it be known that I'm, I'm between the Colts and the Texans. I think the Texans are really good, but what does it for me is the Colts defense and Frank Reich versus Bill O'Brien as a coach. Bill O'Brien's a joke. But the Texans are very – I could see either one of those. I don't think Gardner Magic's going to continue as the season progresses, progresses, and obviously somehow the Tennessee Titans will be 8-8. Eight and eight. But I don't know. The Colts and the Texans are very solid. So that is obviously the second most competitive division. But either team winning that the division the- shocked me. That was the last question I wanted to ask was, can the Jags turn it around with Gardner? So this is their schedule before you answer. At Denver, even though I think Denver wins this week. Uh, At Carolina, which is, you know, Carolina is a very questionable team right now. Home against New Orleans, no breeze. At Cincy, they're garbage. Jets at home, they get a home. And then they go through like this just AFC South rummaging. Home versus Houston. At Indy, at Tennessee, and then they get Bucks at home. They play the Raiders still. They play the they. Cl- I mean, there's just that division is always wacky. Could they win the division still, or you have them left? I for have now? them left for dead just because of the hole that they're in at zero and three right now, and the fact that no, they're one uh, and two. They oh, won right, on right, one and two. Nonetheless, um, I think, like you said, I think Denver's going to win this week. I just I don't believe in Marone and. Garner, though they can win seven, eight games, I don't think they're they can win the division. Like once Ramsey leaves, their defense is obviously gonna get a little worse. And I don't know. I think there's been a lot of too much drama around the Jags for them to turn it around at this point. You know what I mean? Be like the a storyline of the year. I don't see that happening. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to episode thirty one. There's definitely some good thirty ones out there. Yeah, not off the top of my there's head. There's like no, there's definitely – I'm blanking. I can, like, literally visualize the 31. Um, episode 31. Wow. Are we really going to go without a player? No, we, Is, wh- what was Clinton Portis? I don't know what Clinton Portis was, but Mike Piazza, New York Mets legend, 31. Oh, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller, 31. I, I was actually going – I was going football. I like keeping it within the theme. Um can you find anyone? All right. Well, you don't got to get specific with the football one. I guess we should be coming a little bit more prepared. But David Johnson. There we go. David Johnson. Wait, does he wear 32 now or is he still 31? Um, all right. Thank you guys for listening to episode 31 of the Snapback Pod. Get in the Flick Chat app code Snapback to join and discuss everything we talked about, especially the power ranking. Peace, Snapback fans.